My name is Peter Dahl, and I have a plan. The plan is to podcast. This is Inch High Hurdle, an unrefined podcast dabbling in refined taste. And this week, we're talking about the best films of the 2010s, and whether or not Guy Saint-Jean, Parasite, is the decade's very best. To review, Parasite, the South Korean film written and directed by Bong Joon-ho, went on an unprecedented run for a foreign film, capping it with Oscar wins for International Feature, Original Screenplay, Director, and Best Picture, the first foreign language film to win the top prize in American film. Throughout the long awards season, Bong Joon-ho and his interpreter Sharon Choi evangelized on behalf of foreign language film, perhaps most famously in one of Bong's acceptance speeches when he told audiences that they would have a whole new world of great films if they would just get over the one-inch barrier of subtitles and thus this podcast was named. It was, quite clearly, the best film of 2019. But just because it was recognized as such by the Academy doesn't mean it was the first time that a non-English language film was the year's best film. In fact, by my reckoning, there were four foreign language films the year before, 2018, that were better than anything released in English. The point of this podcast has been, in part, to make the case that you should make a concerted effort to seek out the best in foreign language films, not as an act of charity or as a way to just build up your global citizenship, but because if you don't, you're missing out on a lot of great art. And though I didn't discuss any such movies this first season, there's a lot of great foreign movies that aren't, you know, highbrow film. If you want great horror, comedy, action, that's out there too. So today, I want to talk about Parasite in the context of the pantheon of films from the years 2010 through 2019. I could do an entire conventional episode on Parasite, but besides breaking my rule of no repeat countries this first season, it's also one of the most talked about, more widely seen foreign films of the last 10 years. You can find any number of fantastic articles, videos, or podcasts about it. And if you've not already been convinced to see it, chances are I'm not going to make the difference. So I'll talk in some more general terms about the film before I compare it to a field of challengers for the title of Best Picture of the 2010s. Point number one with Parasite is that it is just so damn entertaining. It's thrilling and funny, an edge-of-your-seat ride that also has some tender and heartfelt moments. Whether or not you realize it while you're watching, it's whip-smart and working on multiple levels of critical analysis. It's just one hell of a way to spend a couple hours, and I think that applies to cinephiles and casual viewers alike. That is something that separates it from a lot of the challengers. The fact that, you know, film people can enjoy it and just, you know, whoever just wants to watch a movie can as well. Something that I want to point out about Parasite and really about many of the, the films that I talk about on this podcast and really what many of the films that I think we consider the best films is how often they're relatively genre-less they're certainly not genre films, and by that I mean like it's not like conventional, like this is a horror film, or this is a gangster film, this is a western, something like that, a war film. I think that the, you know, the best films are those that uh, subvert genre, that combine genres, bend genres, that sort of fit in their own sort of box. So you can say that Parasite is, I mean, it has elements of thriller, of heist, of horror, of comedy. It has all those things, but you couldn't just say someone like, 
oh yeah, Parasite, I love that heist movie because that's not that's not right. Um, so I think that some of the, generally speaking, I think that the best films are those ones that you can't just easily say, oh, it's this kind of movie. That's not to say that genre films can't be great, of course. Um, you know, uh, Akira Kurosawa made genre films a lot of the time. So uh, it's that's that's not what I'm saying at all. And, you know, if I continue this podcast, I would really like to get into um, some films that are more solidly genre films, because there's something to be said about that as well, to be working within the confines of genre. But I think that just generally speaking, the best films are the ones that aren't fitting into those neat categories. So back to Parasite. It is in every aspect of filmmaking, excellent. Writing, cinematography, set design, hair and makeup, costuming, sound, score. It's all superb. And the performances. I have thought a lot about who gives the best performance in this film. And the wild thing is that I can convince myself of about six different actors. The fact that Song Kang-ho, who is basically the Korean Tom Hanks, isn't the runaway best performer here is a testament to just how astonishing everyone is. This film is also culturally relevant and says something about the world that produced it. It is representative of its time while critiquing it, and those critiques are applicable well beyond the boundaries of South Korea. This movie is important. So those are, I think, between four and six categories of unequal importance that go into judging the quote-unquote best film in this sort of discussion. So point one being the overall entertainment. And something that I think could maybe be broken into a second category there is its rewatchability. Because I really think that that, that is something that speaks for the greatness of a film, is if it's something that you can watch more than once and like to return to. Point two is, I guess, what we just call sophistication. Basically, is this movie smart? Can it stand up to people talking about it and analyzing it, breaking it down, um, that sort of thing? Three is the craft and that, you know, all the different elements that go into making great film. How well made is it? And here is, again, where I think you can maybe break out another category. I think that you could make acting its own criteria as well. Um, just given the fact that like that is part of how movies remain in our consciousness is like are there fantastic performances is there someone who really leaves an impression on you because of what they did in that film so if you wanted to make that its own you know thing to score as well i'd be fine with that and then lastly is like the importance and relevance of this film is it say something about culture is it a product of its time does it critique its own time like does it teach us something those sorts of things if a film is going to be the best of a decade it probably has to rate very well in all those categories parasite as i just explained does so what's it running against some people are a little down overall in the 2010s, and certainly the landscape of film changed so dramatically that decade that it could result in fewer great films to choose from. It doesn't help that the aughts were so beloved by many movie fans. So, for example, I mean, looking at Best Picture nominees isn't always sound evidence. 
you know, to judge how good a year is. And in fact, if you look at the aughts, like there are some pretty yikes years, if you just look at best picture nominees, but like, I mean, look at 2007, no country for old men, Juno, Michael Clayton, atonement, and there will be blood. I mean, come on. That's, that's crazy. What a, what a year. I'm biased, of course, because the 2010s is a decade where I started to take real interest in cinema, but I think there are plenty of great films to choose from. That doesn't mean I'm saying, actually, it's better than the aughts and the 90s. I'm just saying I'm not down on the decade. I'm going to run through a list of films here, a list that's not comprehensive and it is in no particular order. These are movies that I think should at least get one fleeting moment consideration for being among the best films of the decade. I'll narrow it down to a handful that are legitimately in a serious discussion after. I'm also, because I'm the talent and the producer on this pod, going to do this in my Oscar nominee voice. Get Out, directed by Jordan Peele and written by Jordan Peele. Lady Bird, Directed and written by Greta Gerwig. Phantom Thread. Directed and written by Paul Thomas Anderson. The Master. Written and directed by Paul Thomas Anderson. The Social Network. Directed by David Fincher. Written by Aaron Sorkin. Inside Lewin Davis. Written and directed by Joel and Ethan Cohen. Moonlight. Directed by Barry Jenkins. Screenplay by Barry Jenkins. Story by Terrell Alvin McCraney. Mad Max Fury Road. Directed by George Miller. Screenplay by Grendon McCarthy and Nick Lathuris. Roma. Written and directed by Alfonso Cuaron. Gravity. Written and directed by Alfonso Cuaron. Written by Jonas Cuaron. Shoplifters, written and directed by Hirokazu Koreeda. Arrival, directed by Denis Villeneuve, written by Eric Heisserer, story by Ted Chiang. Sicario, directed by Denis Villeneuve, screenplay by Taylor Sheridan. Scott Pilgrim vs. the World, directed by Edgar Wright, screenplay by Edgar Wright and Michael Bacall, story by Brian Lee O'Malley. The Grand Budapest Hotel, directed by Wes Anderson. Screenplay by Wes Anderson, story by Hugo Guinness. Twelve Years a Slave, directed by Steve McQueen. Screenplay by John Ridley. Birdman, or The Unexpected Virtue of Ignorance, directed by Alejandro Iñárritu. Screenplay by Alejandro Iñárritu, Nicholas Giacobone, and Alexander Dinalaris. The Revenant, directed by Alejandro Iñárritu, written by Alejandro Iñárritu and Mark L. Smith. The Irishman, directed by Martin Scorsese, screenplay by Steven Zalian. Portrait of a Lady on Fire, written and directed by Celine Siama. A Touch of Sin, written and directed by Jia Jianke. Ash is Purest White. Written and directed by Jia Jiankei. Burning. Directed by Li Changdong. 
Screenplay by Li Changdong and Jungmi Oh. Me and Earl and the Dying Girl. Directed by Alfonso Gomez Rejon. Written by Jesse Andrews. Okay, so now I've just named 23 movies, and obviously most of them aren't in serious consideration. But now, when I go through the real contenders, you'll have at least been primed to hear them. They're floating around there in your brain. Even if I probably, if any of you are OCD and are bothered by the way that I didn't always uh, say those, uh, read the credits in the same way, um, you're probably freaking out right now like I am, but we're going to power through it, okay? This is good for us. Let's do it this way. Let's say that Parasite is the best film of the decade. We'll establish it as, you know, King of the Mountain. I'll name a film and we'll consider it matchup style. Is this movie better than Parasite? I'm not getting paid to do this, and I have a semester of first-year comp to plan, so we're not going to go through each of the categories for each film and give it a score, but keep in mind each of them should play into our consideration. Let's start with the other foreign language films that I think deserve consideration. Is Shoplifters better than Parasite? I love Shoplifters more, but I can, setting aside my own bias, acknowledge that Parasite is more broadly entertaining and is more representative of our time. Parasite's better. Is Roma better than Parasite? Similarly, Roma isn't as recommendable as Parasite, and it could have been made in 2008 or 1998 as easily as 2018. It might be more well-made, and in some senses, it's hard to say that just about any film is quote-unquote better than Roma. But if you can't confidently recommend a film for movie night, it's tough to see it being the best picture of the decade. Is Portrait of a Lady on Fire better than Parasite? Though a period piece, I do think Portrait is very informative on modern culture and is more representative of its time than we might think. But no, shocker, the lesbian romance in 18th century France isn't the best picture of the decade. How about a couple of best pictures centered around Black experience? Is 12 Years a Slave better than Parasite? It's more important. It's just about as well made. It's very smart, but I've seen it once and I never have to see it again. Anything that hard to watch is up against it in this contest. Moonlight? Hmm. A film for its time, about its time. Beautiful. Memorable performances, surprisingly rewatchable, but I can't quite get there. A worthy Best Picture winner, but it doesn't quite have the oh hell yeah component that Parasite has. How about a film centered around the Black experience that maybe should have won Best Picture? Is Get Out better than Parasite? Okay, this, this gets interesting. Get Out is smart, funny, thrilling, scary, innovative, and scores off the charts for being relevant and important. However, a major ding for the performances. Kaluuya is superb, Lil Rel hits his one note perfectly, and Betty Gabriel is stunning, but the others fall a little flat. It is also, in some respects, not as assuredly made as Parasite. Think of it this way. If you consider them side by side, it's clear which one of these was made by an established master of the form, and which one is a directorial debut. Parasite's better. Let's get weird with a couple films. Is Mad Max Fury Road better than Parasite? 
Fury Road is probably the filmmaking achievement of the decade from a technical and degree of difficulty standpoint. It's jaw-dropping what they accomplished. It's a lot of fun and pretty watchable, but despite its post-apocalyptic setting, it doesn't really teach us a damn thing. It's not particularly smart or clever. It's a no. Is The Master better than Parasite? No, not a chance, considering I can name the people I'd confidently recommend this to with my shoes on. But it is a masterpiece, with two of the most iconic performances of the decade. It's very smart and incredibly well made. I shouted out two PTA films on a long list, and it felt a little weird not to have one of the four or five best filmmakers this century not given a serious look here, so that's why I had to at least put The Master on the short list. Okay, here's the biggie. Is The Social Network better than Parasite? This, I believe, was considered the best film of the decade for most of the decade, and support for it was probably galvanized by a not-winning Best Picture. The King's Speech won instead. I rewatched this one a couple weeks ago just to make sure I knew what I was talking about since I hadn't seen it in almost 10 years. And it's great. It's very entertaining and rewatchable, propelled by Aaron Sorkin's one-of-a-kind script and the actor's skillful performance of the dialogue. It is a wonder of directing and editing, has an iconic soundtrack, uh, and is one of the most relevant and reflective films of the decade, even as it is by no means an accurate account of the rise of Facebook, and is also now very much the incomplete story of Facebook. It's tough to take anything away from it, and I understand why so many people would say it's the finest film of the decade. But isn't it kind of a, you know a bummer for this film to be our best? I don't find any heart in this movie, no warmth. The emotional pull is this underpinning motivation Zuckerberg has to be liked, to fill the space left by a girl who dumped him. And I think the film misunderstands its own premise. That story is not really particularly compelling or cathartic. It's hardly a rosebud. It feels like movie bullshit, a cheap explanation for one of the most infamous, rapacious men in the history of the world. Fincher and Sorkin Zuckerberg is not redeemed, and in his sad state at the end of the movie, I don't believe we're left with some sort of emotional release, some sort of somber piano note that makes for some of my favorite endings. I don't mind sad, somber endings. I think we're watching a movie about a real person who we don't end up feeling any closer to. Parasite has heart. There is an element of warmth. I mean, it's a family movie, really. Not meaning you can show this to you know, your whole family, um, but it's about a family. There are downer elements, cynical elements, but there is something affirming without being sentimental or letting us off easy. I want my greatest films to do all the things great films do and still find room for a heart. The Social Network doesn't. Parasite does. Parasite is the best film of the 2010s. And with that, season one of Inch High Hurdle comes to a close. I've had a lot of fun working on this this summer, and I hope to do a second season sometime in the future. Thank you so much for letting me inside your head to talk about movies like Parasite. It's so metaphorical. <laughs>